Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome. This is Marnie Swedberg. Welcome to the last edition of 2018 for Marnie's Friends. And this brings us to the conclusion of year nine. The next time we'll be together will be the beginning of 2019, launching into our 10th anniversary year of Marnie's Friends, bringing practical, doable training sessions for women all over the world. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for being here with us all along. And uh, it's just such a delight to share Wednesday afternoons with you live, as well as those of you who listen afterwards. Thank you so much. Today's program is called Influence, Building a Platform to Elevate Jesus, Not Me. Our guest today is Shannon Popkin. During the next hour, we are going to talk about seven critical questions about platform building as Christians, the two ditches of platform building, the secret of building a platform that exalts Jesus instead of ourselves, four new challenges faced by today's digital influencer, a simple strategy to give the underconfident influencer courage, a simple strategy, the same one, <laughs> to keep the overconfident influencer humble, two God-appointed strategies for spreading truth and life, the secret to breaking free from the comparison trap, a three-step heart-sifting formula for determining next steps in platform building, five guidelines for godly, not pushy networking, and the key to aligning your platform building efforts with God's. Today's guest Shannon Popkin is an author and speaker. She blends her humor and storytelling gifts with her passion for God's word. She reminds women that God's in control, so they don't have to be. And I welcome you right now as Shannon Popkin. Hey, thank you, Marnie. It's such a joy to be with you today. Well, it's so great to have you here. And the last time we shared the air, I believe, was on Bible City Expo for your first book, Control Girl. <laughs> yes, I love that. Uh, I love that title. I still think that is one of the most brilliant book titles I've ever heard, Control Girl, because it just says it all right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and none of us can relate. <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> of course. I yeah, and you've actually, uh, yeah, you've actually just come out with another book. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, this is a book for speakers and writers and leaders. Uh, it's talking about stewarding our influence well. So the title is Influence, Building a Platform that Elevates Jesus, Not Me. So we're talking about, you know, how as Christians do we engage in this difficult task of platform building and um, do it in a godly way, not in Mm -hmm. the way that the world says that we should. In uh, all my years of working with women speakers, I'd say one of the most consistent threads that I hear is I hate publicizing myself oh it feels really I can't you know I I it has been a while now but I know for several years as I was first developing 
you know, branding and that kind of thing. And I would just be looking at my own picture and matching colors. And, oh, I'd be like, I'm so sick of this. I could just cry. Um, Yeah. Just cringe. Right. Exactly. Like, not at your picture, but I'm thinking my picture, you know, just cringe. No, but like, I just want to throw it all away. <laughs> it's just not what we want to be focusing on, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet some of this is what you have to focus on. So let's just, let's just say when you have a darling new baby, um, it's no fun to change the diapers or whatever, but that's just part of the process. And it's not maybe the most rewarding part, but it's absolutely part of the process. And this part of the process of getting our names out there um, is part of the process. And for those of you who are listening and you're just like, yeah, I still just don't know if I'm supposed to do that. You know, you maybe not. Um, It's possible that for a season, God didn't let me do any self-publicity and he just showed me that he could perfectly do it without me. And then he Mm -hmm. came back to a point where he's like, now you have a job to do here. This is what I want you to do. And so, you know, it's a, it's a thing that we just run to Jesus and ask him to give us insights for this season, what do you want me to be doing? And this book is really helpful, and, and the program today is going to help you guys a lot because we're going to talk about so much of this stuff. So let's start with those three critical questions because this is, this is kind of the crux of the matter. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's good for us to be asking ourselves questions and and to be wrestling with this topic mm-hmm. of, of platform building. In fact, you know, if we're not asking ourselves anything, if we're not wrestling, we're probably not, um, you know, we're, we're at risk of just being swept up in what the culture says. So I, I just think, like, we have to start with questions, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm just going to for three critical questions to ask yourself. Um, and so, you know, these are questions I kind of revert back to and, and continue asking myself. First of all, as I'm trying to be heard in this noisy world, and it is a noisy world, right? There's, there's more mm-hmm. opportunities than ever before to make some noise about uh, our message. And so as I'm trying to be heard, am I staying humble? Uh, because humility is what marks the Christian, right? Uh, we can't be free of that. <laughs> we're, we're, no matter what God calls us to do, it always will involve humility for the Christian. And so as I'm making this noise, I need to just keep asking myself, have I adopted sort of a look at me kind of attitude? Has pride crept in? And there's just no place for that in my heart. I'm just almost chilled by reading about the Tower of Babel in Genesis where they're trying to build this tower. They're trying to, they say, let us make a name for ourselves. And isn't that kind of, doesn't that sound like Mm. platform building, you know, (laughs) trying to make a name for ourselves. And God did not tolerate their pride. And so as a Christian, as an influencer for the sake of Jesus, I have to just be aware he will not tolerate my pride either. And so Mm -hmm. as I'm building this platform, am I remaining humble? That's question number one. Um, And then question number two, as I work to attract followers, am I still following Jesus? Right, because we mm-hmm. all, we have to be followers. We're not, we're never exempt of being a follower. We always are following as we try to attract others, not to just follow us, but to follow Jesus. And so I think you know sometimes don't you think, Marnie, we get sidetracked, right? With <laughs> with platform building, we get invested in gathering up these followers, but then 
we forget to be the follower um, and just sit at his feet and listen carefully. And so, um, you know, I think it sometimes comes into play when Jesus asks us to do something that will cost us followers. And in today's Mm -hmm. culture, this invasive culture, we will be asked to do things by our Lord Jesus that will cost us followers and that will cost us popularity. And so, you know, just that second critical question of, as I attract followers, am I still following Jesus? Am I still listening to his his voice um, rather than the voice of my audience? Yeah, and, and maybe think to just yeah to just insert a thought there too. Um, it, God does ask us to do stuff just like that. There were several years ago that He had me um, basically burn WomenSpeakers.com all the way to the ground. I had to I had to completely empty it and let people come back one by one. Um, okay. And it had gotten out of control. I hadn't been able to um, keep up with it, and and it had just gotten a lot of names in there that shouldn't have been in there. And mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to manage it. God just said, you know, you're just going to take it all the way to the ground and ha- let it build again. That was really painful. That was super mm. painful and scary. Like, will it grow yeah. again? You know. <laughs> yeah. um, but but the reality is that it did. It came back and just like a just like a forest fire will clear out so much of um the dead debris that's there and re you know, re um prepare the ground for what's coming. Uh sometimes God will ask us to do this and, and it takes a lot of courage to mm-hmm. to actually follow him in something that looks, you know, questionable, like is this gonna work or um mm-hmm. will they ever come back? <laughs> so but it's yeah, really, and- really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we as we do those things that are costly, we don't really have any guarantee that you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll have double the audience after you do this. No, yeah, you don't not know. necessarily, yeah. right? But <laughs> exactly. but but we do have the guarantee that if we follow him and serve him with all of our hearts, we will hear that that phrase that we long to hear: "Well done, good and faithful servant." That's you know that's what we're working towards. Yeah, so okay, third third critical question. Am I more invested in elevating myself or elevating God? Uh, So John the Baptist said he must increase and I must decrease. And I think that's just a good thing to hold up against my efforts and say, is that what I'm saying? (laughs) Am I saying that God must increase, Jesus must increase, and I must decrease? decrease. And, you know, sometimes those will come into conflict. Um, You know, sometimes, like John the Baptist, our influence increases and grows, and it's wonderful. That's great. But then other times, like John the Baptist, you know, we have to step aside because we're following Jesus, you know, and our our, he leads us in out out of um, building a platform or growing um, influence. And so either way, just constantly asking, what is my goal here? What am I investing in? Am I, am I investing in elevating God or elevating myself? And for the Christian, mm-hmm. elevating myself isn't an option, right? It's Matthew sixteen twenty four is very clear. Jesus says to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. Um, so that selfish, self-interest, this is not an option for us as Christians. So just I think those critical questions can help us keep our bearing, you know, as we try to swing this hammer and build our platforms. 
Yeah, I love it. And you talk about a couple of ditches that there are, you know, and I have this picture of this uh, path that's down the middle, and then there's ditches on both sides. So what are those? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, we can we can either fall into the ditch, I think, of being an overconfident influencer or an underconfident influencer. Uh, and so, you know, when we're underconfident – about building our platform, maybe we're plagued with self-doubt, you know, we feel inadequate, Uh, you know, who would ever want to hear from me? We shrink back in fear. A lot of us start out at least that way. I know I did. Like the first day that my blog went live, I wanted to throw up. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm, like, oh no, who's going to open this email I just sent out and think, what does she think she has to say? You know, so there's there's this Mm -hmm. ditch of... um, underconfidence that can really hold us back from following Jesus, right? And then there's also on the other side of the the road would be overconfidence. And so instead of saying like who would want to hear from me, we would we're thinking like who wouldn't want to hear from me? <laughs> right? And so instead of like shrinking back, we're puffing up and we're kind of putting our confidence in ourselves. And I think, you know, for the overconfident person, um, we have to be careful because we are usually the last to know that we're overconfident, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the thing with confidence. When you have too yeah. much of it, mm-hmm. you don't realize you have too much of it. And so, right, so for, with both of these ditches, what keeps us in the middle of the road is just kind of keeping that perspective of, you know, for the underconfident person, just knowing that God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. He's not asking me to do this on my own. He's asking me to rely on him. And then also for the overconfident, recognizing I am not called to do this on, on my own. Apart from Christ, I can't do anything, John fifteen five. You know, so just like don't puff up, don't shrink back. Step out onto your platform, stay right in the middle of the road, (laughs) and don't fall into those ditches, and just, you know, shine your light and influence others for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of Jesus. I'm having this kind of vision of Peter walking on the waves, and as long as his eyes are just right straight ahead on Jesus, he's good, and as soon as he starts looking anywhere else, he's just in big trouble. That can happen to any of us. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's so good. Like fear can cause us to sink, mm-hmm. or like what if Jesus or what if Peter thought he could do it on his own? Right? He's like, oh, right. I've got this. Right. No. <laughs> Either no, way, the only thing mm-hmm. keeping him up was Jesus. Right? So that's yeah. so true. Okay. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg visiting today with Shannon Popkin of Shannon. Popkin.com. You want to check out her website after the show. Right now, we're going to take a little break and come back and talk about the secret of building a platform that exalts Jesus, not me, four new challenges faced by today's digital influencer, and a simple strategy to give the underconfident influencer courage. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range, some near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast 
fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us today. This is Marnie Swedberg. You're joining us at Marnie's Friends. And our guest today is Shannon Popkin. We're talking about influence, how to increase our platforms for the sake of Jesus and in honor of his name. Shannon, let's talk about the secret of building a platform that exalts Christ. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So first I want to just go with that metaphor of platform, right? And so when you enter a large gathering room and there's a platform, what's the purpose of the platform mm. in that room? And, elevate you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's to elevate the speaker. It's so that we can see them and so that we can hear them, right? That's, that's the metaphor of platform, whether it's an actual platform mm-hmm. or, you know, a digital platform or social media platform, however you want to look at it. So, um, Marnie, let me ask, have you ever been on a platform with a spotlight on you and a microphone in front of you where everyone in that whole auditorium is looking right at you? Sure. Yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, you've been in that situation lots of times. And in that situation, like, the temptation, I think, is to think, yeah, it is about me. Like, I'm, I'm the center of attraction here. And so as Christian influencers, that's, that's kind of what we have to guard against, is building this platform that exalts, that lifts myself up. Like, the, the goal of a platform is that we be lifted up, but we are not lifting ourselves up. As we step onto that platform, we're lifting someone else up. We're lifting up Jesus. And so um, Kate Motaung and I um, worked together on this project, this book, and we chose for our cover image the picture of a lifeguard stand. We thought that maybe created a better image of a platform for a Christian influencer. Um, you know, a pla- like a lifeguard, when you think of a lifeguard lifted up, you don't really think of them as like, you know, the pop star of the pool, <laughs> right? You don't, <laughs> you don't think of them as exalted and, you know, someone to really, wow, exalt and think highly of. When my little girl was uh, maybe like two years old, we were at a pool and she looked at a lifeguard and said, that's the king, isn't it, daddy? <laughs> so in her mind, you know, her little picture books, yep. if anybody was lift, mm-hmm. lifted up on a high, like they were exalted there. But we don't think of lifeguards that way. We think of lifeguards as someone who's, they're up, yeah, they're lifted up on a platform, but they're up there so that they can strategically serve. They have a better vantage point to serve from, you know, so they're standing up tall, ready, and able to toss out a buoy to somebody who's struggling or give them a life jacket or call out a caution. And how ridiculous if that lifeguard started acting like a life jacket model, you know, (laughs) like modeling their life jacket, like, look at me. Like we, as moms, if we were at that pool, we'd be gathering up our children. Like, this is not safe. (laughs) That's not the purpose of this, (laughs) this lifeguard to act like a life jacket model. But like how ridiculous as Christian influencers, when we stand up and we enjoy that spotlight and we enjoy uh, the attention of everyone's focus being on us, whether we're standing on a literal platform or a non-literal platform, like how ridiculous to act like a life jacket model because we have been positioned on this platform. We, we 
are there so that we have a vantage point to serve. We're, we're kind of like a lifeguard. You know, we're up there ready to toss out a buoy to somebody who's struggling or to call out a caution. Um, and so here, I think, is the secret, you know, the secret of having a platform that that exalts Jesus and not ourselves is is positioning ourselves and looking out at that audience as people who are needy and desperate and they they are sinking they're going under they need hope they need truth they need to be encouraged and our um our mission is to stand in that place and position ourselves not to serve ourselves not to serve ourselves um but to serve our audience and to give them what they really need which is not us but Jesus and so mm-hmm. i think just positioning ourselves to serve like thinking of it as a lifeguard maybe uh, it, it safeguards us. It keeps us from pride that creeps in or mission creep. You know, always looking out at that audience. One of the things that I like to do is when, before I get ready to speak somewhere, if I, if I can get a moment to go in that room that I'm going to be serving in and pray and actually put myself there in the audience. And instead of thinking about being on that platform, like put myself right between the people who are going to be hearing this message and pray for them alongside myself. Like I need the message just as much as they do. All of us together, what we need is the truth. We need Jesus. And so I think that, you know, keeping that, like kneeling at the cross next to my audience, that's, I think, what safeguards me from exalting myself instead of exalting Jesus. Yeah, it's a really cool analogy. So there are some challenges that we're faced with today that are new uh, because of the digital world. Um, So you had four of them that you wanted to share with us today. Yeah, Um, you know, it's it's pretty impossible, wouldn't you say, Mar- Marnie, if you had someone who wanted to be an influencer and she said, yeah, but I don't really want to have any digital pres- presence, you know, what would you say to her? Well, I'm, I would say, you know, that's uh, between you and God, it's going to change your audience for sure. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like almost having a digital footprint now is kind of the same as having a phone number used to be, you know, it's just right. pretty much has to happen if you're going to really have people contact you. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's just where people, most people have chosen mm-hmm. to live. And so, you know, if we're not operating online, it's it's going to be very difficult to influence a large number of people. And so, as we step though into this digital universe <laughs> that has grown up all around us, there are unique challenges that people, influencers even 10 or 15 years ago didn't have. And so I think it's really good for us to be on guard against these new challenges that we are facing. Uh, and so one of them, the first one I think to guard against is what I call the boomerang effect. <laughs> so I'm picturing myself tossing out truth, you know, from my digital platform and every little bit of truth or light that I toss out or share, there's a link back to me. You know, there's a link to my bio, my social profile, my website, and man, this just creates such a a fodder for self-centeredness. There's just this undertow to make everything I do all about me. Um, And so I start with this desire 
to build a platform because I want to give and I want to serve. But then there's just this really subtle boomerang, boomerang effect where suddenly now I want to receive, I want to get admiration, I want to gain recognition, recognition, I want to receive positive feedback. Instead of focusing on serving and giving, I'm focusing on what can I get from my audience. Um, and so I call that, number one, the boomerang effect. Mm-hmm. Number two... Uh, second challenge I think to guard against is looking at my audience in terms of clicks and not people. And by clicks, I mean people who click on links, right? Um, because the digital world is a world filled with links to be clicked, right? And so, like, I can kind of look at these, at these clicks like tally marks, you know, like a way of keeping score, um, I don't think there was no way 50 years ago to measure your influence the way that we can today, and it becomes addictive. You know, I start watching my stats on my on my blog or my Google rankings or my social profiles, and every time somebody clicks, it kind of raises my score, right? <laughs> and so I can become more interested in raising my score than serving people. And God's mission is not for me to collect a bunch of clicks, right? My, my goal is to serve people, not to keep, keep a score. Yeah. So in the number, no, go ahead. Oh, I said, I love it. It it was kind of reminding me of the old church, you know, the placard on the wall, how many people came to Sunday school, how much money in the uh, offering, how many people attended church, you know, where, you know, you kind of keep score that way. You know, there's always been ways to keep score. This this seems um, insidious because it's so detailed down to the day, down to the hour, which hour should you post mm-hmm. at because then more people see. And I think the thing that I work with, you know, when I'm working with groups for organic growth, the thing to remember is that every click, every person in attendance, every soul saved, whatever, they're all souls. I mean, they are all they souls. Are. So it is mm-hmm. great. Um, numbers are great, but when they mm-hmm. when they lose when they when you lose focus on just what you said when you lose focus on the fact that it is a person, it's not a click. Mm-hmm. It's a person. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. Uh, Jesus right. didn't die for clicks. He 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 died for people. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's Yes, that's so true. I remember saying to my agent early on, like, um, you know, I don't want to focus on the numbers. I don't even want to hear the report of how my book is doing. And and she just reminded me, Shannon, like every book that is sold is a person. And we can rejoice that that person is opening this book and they're receiving truth. And God, you know, is giving a little window into you ministering into their heart and their life. And so, I think, you know, just guarding against letting it be a numbers game versus a, like, how can I serve you game? How can I more effectively serve the people in my audience? So, yeah, and I, when when my first when my first book came out, the, uh, the, one of the very first interviews I did, the the radio show host said to me, "So how will you how will you decide when this book is a success?" And I said, "Well, it is a success because my job was to write it and to get it out there, and now every single person who gets a hold of it can have the experience of what's in there." Versus before, it was just in my head. So it already is a success, and I think that that's what you were saying is you mm-hmm. don't really care. It doesn't have to reach a certain number of sales in order for you to feel like I was obedient and did this, what I was supposed mm-hmm. to do. 
But then what your publisher was saying was, but it is a celebration, just like every soul exactly. that comes to Christ. It's a celebration yep. when, uh, mm-hmm. when more people hear and understand. Okay, what's number three? Yeah. Yeah, so actually that's a great segue to number three because one of the things that we can guard against is false discouragement. You know, so you wrote this book and you and you did what God asked you to do, but I might write a book and write exactly what God had me to write and then um, a very small number of copies are sold. But within that, within that number of copies that are sold, five people's lives are changed forever. Like their lives are transformed. And maybe I never hear about those five people. Maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. I don't even know how many, um, you know, the trickle effect that that has into the next generation. And so since I don't know about the results, the spiritual results, I become deflated and discouraged and devastated when actually I should be like how you were saying, Marnie, like I should be rejoicing. I followed my assignment. I did what God asked me to do and it's a success that I should not be discouraged. Uh, So I think there's a false discouragement that comes in focusing too much on those tally marks, you know, those clicks (laughs) Mm -hmm. and rather than just, you know, spiritual fruit. Um, it multiplies. Every piece of fruit has hundreds of seeds in it. And so uh, yeah. every piece of fruit that comes to life, it has an ongoing effect in, in other people. Um, and so, yeah, the fourth challenge I would say would be busy work. You know, there are so many options to get our messages out into the world. I can spend an entire day working on my blog Um, or my website, making it look more beautiful, creating memes on Canva or whatever site, you know, I can spend entire days just getting all wrapped up in, and and, I mean, it does have spirit. I'm not saying that there's no uh, true work there, but sometimes I can lose my real message. I can get caught up in the busy, busy work of like trying to make things look perfect and, um, and forget like what was my goal in the first place? Why am I actually doing what I'm doing? And there are just so many options. I think that's what makes it a challenge for mm-hmm. today's influencer. There's so many different, like I could I could never run out of work, and, and but yet sometimes I put right. on my shoulders more than God intends to be there. <laughs> so, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, it is so true, and, uh, you know, like you said, a lot of it isn't busy work. It's actually stuff that needs to be done, but the problem is that there's so much that you could do that your work is never done, <laughs> so that's where we have to just keep running back to Jesus and saying, is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing today? Well, this is Marty visiting with Shannon Popkin today. Her website is www.shannonpopkin.com. And we're going to come back and talk about the strategies that help the underconfident as well as the overconfident to stay in balance to God-appointed strategies for spreading truth in life and the secret to breaking free from the comparison trap. We'll be right back. Leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. 
Welcome back. This is Marty. We're talking today about influence and platform building uh, with an eye on honoring Christ instead of just promoting ourselves. Our guest today is Shannon Popkin. And Shannon, let's talk next about the strategy that uh, gives the underconfident influencer courage as well as keeps the overconfident influencer humble. Sure. Right. So I call this strategy the strategy or the principle of the forward. (laughs) And by forward, I'm talking F-O-R-E, W-R-O-R-D, forward, you know, that comes at the beginning Mm -hmm. of a book. Um, And so this is a a word about what came before the book when we think of like a literal book. Um, So how did this material evolve? What's the backstory? What prompted the author to write it? So when I talk about the principle of the forward, though, for influencers, I'm I'm encouraging us to not just think about the forward for your actual book, but the forward for your ministry as a whole. Like, what's the backstory to your ministry? How did this all come to be? How did this evolve in your heart? You know, what was it that first stirred you? What happened to set you on this path? And who was it that encouraged and affirmed you and said, you know, I see something in you. Who was that that helped build you up and uh, trained you maybe? And then, you know, what kind of doors were open? So thinking back to what what is the word that came before this ministry? Um, so, and, and I would encourage uh, the underconfident influencer who's looking at platform building and just wants to throw up instead of <laughs> get to work. Like I would say, you know what, write it out. Think back to the different times that you were influenced to get going down this path. Like you wanted, you thought, I need to go to a writer's conference or I need to, I'm, I'm feeling this uh, urgency that I want to share a message, a particular message, or I want to start this ministry or I want to speak. I have this longing to speak. How did that get started for you? And write out your journey, write out this process and, and put it down in black and white and in your journal or wherever. And then here's the last part, which is so important. Think about who wrote this forward. You know, often a forward of a book is written by somebody else. It's not written by the author. And it's written by somebody who um, gives the book credibility. And so for each one of us who are influencers, for Jesus' sake, each of us, our forward is written by God. He is the one who stirred up our passion, you know, to write or speak or lead. And he's the person who brought others into our, our story, intertwined our stories with others in the church to either equip us or encourage us or support us. He's the one who's opened every single door. And so I think, you know, like it's, it's powerful to write you know, by God as the, he's the author of my forward, you know, at the end of that forward and just put that down. Like Mm. he's the one. And so, so here's, I think what that does for the underconfident person who like cringes at the thought of sharing their new article online or worries is constantly worried. Like, Oh, what are people going to think if I call myself a speaker? They're worried about being misjudged or they're trying to sound so humble for that person who is so just struggling and angst over this, this process of platform building. Here's how this for this idea of a forward can help. It's just reminding ourselves 
that, you know what, God is the one who gave us this message in the first place. And he is the one who brought other Christians to affirm my gifts and my calling and my purpose here. And every single door that has brought me to the place I'm at now has been opened by God himself. And now my job is to just step through one more door. And God is just asking me to follow him once again and uh, just take one more step out onto the platform that he has already put under my feet. I love that. Yeah, and just to remember that uh, one of the things that I remember just comprehending years and years ago is that I don't have a single thing that God hasn't given me, including Mm -hmm. including my capacity to speak or to understand anything or to see or to um, have a voice or have ears. Um, All of these things are just gifts from God, and he gave them to me. He could easily take them away. It isn't about me. It's really about Mm -hmm. him. So what are some um, God-appointed strategies for spreading truth in life? Yeah. Um, So I think um, a really great place to look at strategy is when Jesus told the parable of the sower. Um, so, you know, that, that story is where the sower is like tossing out seeds and then Jesus tells the story about the different kinds of soils. And after he, there's this moment after he tells this parable that the disciples are kind of huddled up with Jesus and they're saying, Hey, can you explain this story? And when you picture like this, this little group of men, these are going to be the primary influencers for the sake of the gospel. Jesus is going to die and raise it again to life and he's going to leave this um this mission of spreading the gospel pri- primarily to these 12 well minus Judas you know <laughs> these 12 primary influencers and so when you know he's just told this parable about tossing out seeds and you know you kind of picture like this would be a really great strategy session session with Jesus to get them ready like someday you guys are going to be the ones tossing out the seed giving out truth and and sharing the gospel and I could just imagine Jesus you know, telling them, now here's how you craft your message, right? Or here's how you uh, put together a sticky statement, right? <laughs> here's your here's your seed strategies or seed tossing strategies. Like that's what I expect him to mm-hmm. say. And instead, the first strategy he gives them is listen well. Like not speak well, listen well. He says, take care then how he speaks. He wraps up their little session together, their little coaching session with the um, encouragement to take care how you hear, not how you speak, but how you hear. And I think that if Jesus were on the call with us today and we were saying, Jesus, like, give us guidance for platform building, like we need to know what, how to, how to be strategic. Here's what he would say to us too. Be really careful how you hear. Our primary responsibility as influencers, it's the same as the 12 disciples. Our primary uh, responsibility is to listen well, because unless we're receiving these seeds of truth into into, um, soil, into like the good soil, we don't have anything to give. You know, unless I am sitting down with my Bible open and receiving truth, 
um, from God. I don't have anything to say to anyone else. I'm I'm approaching a season where for the next uh, four or five months I will be writing. My next book um, is due at the end of May. And so I just imagine a lot of time quiet with my Mm. Bible open, not writing, (laughs) you know, not writing maybe with a journal open, but listening and receiving and letting that, those seeds of truth sink, like being the soil, not the sower. I think that was Jesus' point is like, listen well, and then you have something um, to give others. And when we're, you know, when we're concerned with how can I go viral, how can I get this gospel message out to go to the far corners of the earth, if that's, if that's how we're trying to be strategic, sometimes we're not listening. We're not listening well. Um, so then, you know, after, after these disciples are given this ad- admonition to listen well, like I can just imagine they're bursting to share what they've learned, right? They've, um, they've spent time with Jesus. They understand who he is after these three years together. They are ready and ready to go share this gospel message. So then what? Are they supposed to be strategic? Or are they supposed to, like, what are they supposed to do? Um, and so the second, I think, little strategy that Jesus tucks into this, this session with them is to step out onto your platform. Step out. Um, so in the same passage that he shares the, the metaphor of being good soil, he also tells them to be like a lit lamp. Um, so they're supposed to be like the soil, listening well, receiving the truth. But then they're supposed to be like a lamp whose eyes are opened and whose heart has, has been filled with understanding. Here's what Jesus says about the lamp. He says that no one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand. That kind of sounds like a platform, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So that those who enter may see the light. And I love that strategy there. I'm energized by the fact that our God is strategic. He doesn't light our lamp of understanding and put us under a bed or put us under a jar where our understanding is going to be snuffed out. No, he puts us on a stand. He lifts us up onto a platform. Uh, so that those of us who have received a message become messengers. And, you know, I think he puts each of us on a unique and different uh, platform. So we don't have, we're not building our platform from scratch. All we're doing is stepping out onto this platform that we've already been given. So like think about those those disciples. What if they were fretting and worrying about how am I going to build my platform in order to, you know, to influence. Well, they were the 12 people who got to spend 3 years with Jesus. Like every single one of them would get book contracts, right? <laughs> so, you know, they don't they they didn't have to worry about building a platform. They had just spent time with Jesus receiving truth. All they had to do is step out onto the platform that had already been built for them and walk through the doors that Jesus gave for them and and shine their light. And that is just the same for us too. We don't have to fret and strain and we just have to step out onto the platform that God has already given us. Each of us has a unique uh, story to tell and a unique audience that we can relate to and we're just called to shine wherever we are. So so those mm-hmm. two strategies, I love it that God is strategic. We are to listen well and then we're just to step out onto our platforms. Mm, beautiful. Can you address just for a few minutes the comparison trap? 
Yes. Oh, it's it's a struggle. And that's actually the topic of my new book. I'm, I'm mm. writing a new Bible study on comparison. And I am just so convinced, Marnie, that this is one of the primary ways that the enemy wants to divide us, mm-hmm. right? When we when we're comparing ourselves with each other, you know, we either want to shrink back or we want to puff up. Um, and so for the influencer, like there's a temptation among influencers too to compare ourselves. In fact, I just had a group over yesterday of speakers and writers and leaders in my area. I just said, hey, come over for a Christmas coffee. And, and I said to them at the beginning, I'm like, you know what? There is such a temptation to step into this room and start comparing ourselves with each other. And that would just steal all the beautiful community that we get to enjoy today. So don't do it. You know, like don't compare Mm -hmm. yourself with somebody else. And like if we walk into a room like that and look at some other woman and think, wow, you know, she has way more followers than me. I'm a complete fail. That voice in our heads, that is never Jesus. That is our enemy. That is Satan. And by the same token, if we are looking over at somebody else and, you know, the voice in our head is saying, well, why did she get that opportunity? I'm way better speaker or whatever than her. Well, that voice also, that is never Jesus. That is always our enemy. Uh, And and jealousy and self-promotion, that is that is Satan's work. That's the trap that he wants for us to fall into because it divides us and it holds us back from the influence. Um, it drowns out the influence that Jesus wants us to have. So the secret of breaking three. Um, I, here's, what I, here's what I don't think is the secret. <laughs> I, I sometimes hear people say, well, just stop. Just stop comparing. And I want to say, yeah, but how? <laughs> right? But how? I mean, and I think that... Yeah, there is truth in that. There was a woman whose book came out right at the same time as mine. And um, I, I, at one point I looked at like how her book was doing compared to my book. Just, I just wondered, you know, we both had our mm-hmm. fir- first books coming out. And, and I thought, oh, wow, hers is doing way better than mine. You know, she's, her rank in, on Amazon is higher. So then it became this daily habit. I would, or like maybe weekly, I would go and I would look at my rank and I'd look at hers and I would either be like inflated, like, wow, mine is doing better or just deflated, like, oh, mine is doing, and it was a really unhealthy habit, right? <laughs> and so in that, like in that sense, I did need to stop that. But I can't stop like being, you know, like I open Instagram and see three different authors who just signed their next book deal and I'm thinking oh my goodness like they're getting ahead of me like there's just always that temptation to compare so here's I think what the secret from breaking free interestingly I don't think I never hear Jesus saying just stop just stop comparing Mm -hmm. but here's what I hear him saying is to start doing something else Uh, So there's a time that Jesus is in a situation where everybody is kind of vying for the more important seats and they're trying to outdo each other. And he poses this question. He says, okay, you've just been invited to a wedding and where are you going to sit? And so he's like, you know, if you pick out, you've got your options. If you pick out a seat of honor, you know, you might be asked to move because somebody else more distinguished has showed up. But if you pick out the humble seat, you have the opportunity to possibly be honored. And I think that's Jesus' encouragement to us. Instead of falling into this comparison trap, pick the humble seat. 
be the person who chooses to lift other people up and to put other people ahead of yourself. And so whether it's um, another influencer, choose to serve her. Like, how can I pray for her? How can I champion her? Um, or whether it's, you know, other, other people in general. Break free from this trap of comparison by choosing the humble humble seat, choosing to serve. And humbled, you know, we say, oh, I'm, I'm so humbled, as if it's something that happens to us. But I think it's, wouldn't you say humility is a choice? We, you know, we have to humble ourselves. We make that choice of choosing the humble seat. And so we're the ones, we're waiting on God to exalt us. So rather than promoting ourselves and choosing that seat that lifts ourselves up and we're, we're um, breaking free from comparison by choosing to uh, serve other people, uh, serve um, and, and allow God to exalt us in his due time. There is coming a day that we will be honored. We will be, um, we will be just lifted up by God where he, we have the opportunity to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That, that is what we're working for and longing for. And so just waiting on him for that day rather than choosing that day for today, I think is, is so important. Beautiful. We're going to take a last quick break here, come back and real quick go through three steps for heart sifting uh, formula for determining next steps in platform building, five guidelines for godly not pushy networking, and the key to aligning our platform building efforts with God. We'll be right back. There is a huge difference between working for God and allowing God to work through us. My latest book, Flow Through Vessel, explains how to master the habit of letting God flow through our lives. When we try to do everything good for God, we quickly fail. But when we learn how to allow God to flow His life and love through us, we find strength for the day. Check out this new Bible study resource at www.marnie.com. That's www.marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marty, and we are coming in to the end of our show for today with our guest, Shannon Poplin. we got a lot of ground to cover yet. Shannon, let's go ahead and dig right into the three heart-sifting formula for uh, determining next steps in platform building. Okay. Yes. So, when we're when we're working on building our platform, often we're trying to make a decision, right? Should I seek out an agent, or should I submit a book proposal, or should I put money into a new website design, or something like that, right? Um, should I join Christian uh, Women Speakers dot com, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So we're we're trying to look at should I do this or should I not, and I think um, sometimes it's it's important to see that our we have good motivators. And then we have not so good motivators and they're all kind of tangled up and it's really hard for us to make these decisions for next steps without kind of untangling our motivations. So, um, so here's here's kind of my like heart sifting formula. Here's what we can do. Um, it's it's a little practice that I have often um, done. I, what I do is I put my two options on a piece of paper. I've got option A and option B. You, you know, sometimes it's mm-hmm. like put money into a, a website or don't put money into a website. And so then underneath my two options, I have my reasons for doing option A and my reasons against doing option A or for doing option B and against. So I've got sort of like four quadrants. And then I take some time and just list out 
um, all just empty out all of the contents of my heart. And I'm thinking this could take an hour at least, like getting alone with God and really looking at my heart and what is motivating me um, either way with the, with these decisions. So like if I'm, if I'm talking about, should I get an agent? Maybe reasons for getting an agent would be, uh, well, she has more connections with different publishers, or I might be able to reach a wider audience working with an agent or, and then reasons against, would be, well, there's the, um, you know, I might be rejected by an agent or I don't have as much autonomy over the project, you know, different things like that. And so listing out just all of the reasons that I would do for and against option A or for and against option B. And then after that, here's, here's the really important part. What I do is I take a big, thick black marker, and I go through and I cross out any of my reasons that are motivated by something that God would not be motivating me. So like fear, right? God doesn't motivate me to be fearful. So anything motivated by fear, it gets crossed out. Or insecurity gets crossed out. Selfishness, self-promotion gets crossed out. False humility or inadequacy, all of these things that are that are not motivated by God, they get crossed out. So those things don't get to make my decision. Like I don't want those motivators to be even involved in making this decision of option A or option B. So often what, what happens is I'll have some reasons left in all four of those quadrants. You know, less reasons because I've just gotten rid of all the all the bad reasons but I still have reasons but then I'm able to make the decision based on these are good things these are motivations from God and I'm able to have more clarity in moving forward and deciding okay sifting out sifting my heart and um, I want to follow God and what's left standing in and as I make this decision um, (laughs) which motivations should be the ones leading me I love it. The last, okay. the last motivation standing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can yeah. I find it really quick, helpful. Yeah. Can you real quick for us list down the five guidelines for godly, not pushy networking? Yes, absolutely. So endorsements are biblical and it's, it's very biblical to ask other people like to, um, recommend me or to help me in, in, you know, Marnie, you have been so gracious to uh, give me an endorsement for this new book. And I'm so thankful for the other people who have um, invested in me. But like, I think, you know, we need to ask ourselves, should I be proactive about seeking these new opportunities to speak Mm -hmm. and write and lead and, and be endorsed? Or should I just wait for God to open the doors and, I, you know, the answer is somewhat is both. But I, I think these five guidelines can just help me to network. I do need to network, but just not in that pushy, self-centered way. So um, first of all, I would say focus on the opportunities that God has already given, right? Like I already have opportunities to serve. Maybe it's a small group or a small Sunday school group that I'm teaching little children. But wherever I'm at, if I have a gift for leading and communicating others, it will, they will see that those gifts will surface. And so I think mm-hmm. just focusing on the opportunities God has already given and using this time to develop my, my craft and, um, and to invest in the future just by working hard at whatever God has given. So number one, focus on opportunities that have already been given. Number two, listen to input. 
<laughs> it seems pretty obvious, but, you know, sometimes our pride and insecurities and selfishness, they make it really hard for us to see ourselves clearly. We just can't. You know, we see ourselves one way, and it's not accurate. And so we need other people in the body to hold up a mirror and tell us what they see. And so sometimes that mirror, it's like, you know what, this is you aren't gifted for this. And it's a redirection away from a goal that we've had. Other times we're encouraged to pursue something that, oh, I would be way too intimidated to try that. But others are like, no, I see this in, the, in you. I see this gifting. So really listening to the input of other people. Number three, be patient. Oh, we can get so anxious, right, to move ahead. And God knows we're not ready. I've experienced this so many times. I would have pushed the timetable much more quickly in my uh, my development of platform. But God has wisdom, and he said, no, let's wait. I think she just needs some more time. So n- number three, be patient. Number four, pursue mentoring. Choose somebody who's further down the road and ask for her input. Um, make a personal connection with her and offer support. Go above and beyond in the way the way that you support her. And then receive her mentoring as a gift. You know, she's offering you a gift of friendship and support. And then number five is trust God. Um, you know, just trust that he is pulling together a network that you might not even be aware of. The next neighbor, the next door neighbor who moves in may help you with your platform, and you have no idea. Just go ahead and trust God that he will put the people in your path to get you uh, headed in the direction that he wants for you to go. Mm, that's so great. And then just like in 60 seconds, what is the key to aligning your platform building efforts with God's? I think it's just delineating my part from God's part. You know, mm-hmm. my part is like just in even making a list. Here's my part. My part is to meet my deadline, to pursue a mentor, you know, whatever it might be, be diligent about follow-up. And then here's God's part. His part is to open the doors, to create the heart responses and the last re- the, the lasting fruit. And not take God's part onto my part. That, I think, is, is how I can align my platform building efforts with his. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do uh, put your thumb and your forefinger together and then as close as you can without touching and really work at that until you can get it as close as you can without touching. There's not much space there. And then that's my part. And then put your arms out to both sides pointing to eternity. <laughs> Jesus on the cross, that's, that's God's part, the rest that's- of it. So but, you know, true. he does give us yeah. the little parts that we're supposed to do and let him flow through our lives. This hour has flown by, Shannon. This is so amazing. Congratulations on your new book. And you guys need to check this out. Shannon Popkin, S-H-A-N-N-O-N-P-O-P-K-I-N.com. Shannon, when people go over to your website, what are they going to find there? There is a tab for influence, and so I would love for you to check out what we have for you there. We have some extra tools and a discussion guide. Right in the book, there's a discussion guide if you wanted to read through this book, like with your small group. Um, but we have some extras like a quiz and uh, all, all sorts of goodies there for you. But, yeah, we would love for you to check out the book and consider it as just another way to um, think through your goals and platform building as a Christian influencer. And Shannon, you're a public speaker as well and available to do uh, programs for women's groups around the country. And so you guys want to just remember Shannon. She's also one of our featured speakers over at womenspeakers.com. Shannon, thank you so much. What a gift you are to me and to us and so grateful to have you here today. 
Oh, and Marnie, you are such uh, an encouragement to all of us women who are trying to please Jesus with our platform. So thank you so much for all that you have done and continue to do. You bet. Well, thank you, and thank you guys for being here. Can't have a radio show without you coming to listen. And uh, like I say, this is the last episode of our 2018 year, which is our ninth year of doing uh, Marnie's Friends on Blog Talk Radio. We're coming back in 2019 with some changes, and you're going to want to stay tuned for that. We will be taking off next week for the holidays. I just um, want to just wish you a very Merry Christmas, a blessed and wonderful time with your family and also with Jesus, just taking time to meditate on what he has done for us, the, the sheer, crazy, insane love which it took to leave heaven and come to earth in the form of a human, in the form of a baby, and to uh, tolerate all of this that we put up with every day instead of being in heaven where he was, and then to allow people just like us, to put him up on a cross, to kill him in order that he may uh, take the penalty for our sins. What a gift of this salvation. If you have never trusted Jesus with your life, uh, I pray that you would do that. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to do that. The contact box is anywhere here or at marnie.com. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we will see you again in 2019. Bye-bye.